0: Together, we're going to dive deep into raw and honest conversations with real people. My hope is that through these stories, you too will be inspired and ready to tackle whatever's holding you back or breaking your heart. Then you'll be free to live a life of purpose and true fulfillment. I promise it's possible. Let's Relevate. Hey friends, I'm so glad you've joined me for another episode of the Relevate Podcast. I hope you're staying well and feeding your soul ample doses of hope, not fear, during this time of collective quarantine. Speaking of hope, my guest on this episode of the Relevate Podcast is Becca Stevens, the founder of the nonprofit Thistle Farms in Nashville that rescues and helps to heal women survivors of sexual trafficking prostitution, and addiction. In addition to her work with Thistle Farms, Becca is an author, speaker, priest, and social entrepreneur. She's been recognized as a CNN hero in 2016 and a champion of change by the White House. She is here today to share her story of hope and more about the mission of Thistle Farms. Love Heals. I know you'll enjoy this conversation as
1: much as I did.
0: Hey, Becca Stevens, welcome to the Relevate podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful to talk to you, but I'm really grateful to talk to anybody right now. <laughs> so, yeah. and then
0: you're in Nashville. Yep. And we're on, we're on total shutdown now. Wow. And then you had the, uh, the tornado come through just a couple <laughs> weeks ago.
1: You know what, it was it's it's crazy. It's it it's been a double whammy for a lot of families. And so since coronavirus kind of shutting down on top of the tornado, all my work outside of Nashville has shut down. So I was like I was on my way to Peru, to Australia to go visit groups, to go do all this work. I mean, eight trips have shut down that I was visiting partner groups and speaking. Mm. So I started just collecting toilet paper from people who want to do a really beautiful spiritual act is donate a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> and I've been giving to all these folks who's lot, you know, who have been health compromised. A lot of the women we serve um, through Thistle Farms are health compromised. A lot of folks are in really vulnerable positions because of the tornado. So we've been gathering food. We have, I mean, amazing bags that um, we collect everything on our front porch. It's called Front Porch Pantry. So everything comes to our porch, and then people leave it. So there's no human to human contact. Then other people come and pick it up and take it to people who are in need. We have a huge list of folks that we can deliver food to. So there's this beautiful exchange of love, you know. And mean, you know, people can't aren't getting within six feet of each other, but. You can feel the love transfer. I mean, I've gotten so many emails. There was a graduate of Thistle Farms who received a box on Saturday, including somebody had donated a huge bag of dog food, and she has this therapy dog. She has so much Mm. PTSD. Mm. We took it over to her house, and the post that she wrote later on that day said, I can't remember the last time I cried in joy. So I'm busy as anything, but it's just like delivering toilet paper and dog food. It's pretty humbling. Yeah, so amazing.
0: So those supplies that you're receiving and then sending back out to the community, is that to serve specifically the people that you take care of, women impacted by sexual trafficking, prostitution, and addiction, or is it really for anybody? It's primarily that, but
1: we're saying saying the Thistle Farms residents, graduates, and friends. Mm -hmm. And the and friends part is that so and so knows someone and they had just got over breast cancer and they just really can not get out of the house because for corona. So we are taking stuff to their houses as well or people who have autoimmune problems anyway that have that have been a part of our community but not necessarily part of the residential piece. We're taking food to them. So so far we've um we've probably delivered to about 30 different residences. But some of those residences are the Thistle Farms residents, you know, that are serving eight to 10 people. So the boxes are pretty big. Mm -hmm. But it's been a blast seeing these people Mm -hmm. leave offerings on my front porch, like random people hear about it. I mean, it's so sweet. We had somebody that left a, a bouquet of roses. I don't know if they already had them at their house, But delivering those to somebody that is living alone, one of the graduates, it meant a day. Mm, That
0: is uh, just a symbolism of those roses. I mean, that's just so amazing.
1: I know. And they didn't care who got them. You know what Mm. I mean? It's just like trusting somebody to take this gift of beauty and share it with someone else. And then instead of those roses just being beautiful for that person. You know, it came through my home, and it was beautiful. Just getting to see them in the midst of this, and then dropping them off—you know—on the porch of someone who probably hadn't had roses in months and months and months. Oh, Becca, that—that's
0: living right there. When, when you can, when you can give that gift to somebody else, that's being fully human. And operating in God's will. I mean, talk about hands and feet of Jesus. That is
1: Amen, amazing. amen, amen. And that's, you know, when I preached on Sunday, you know, everybody's now doing services. Um, what's it called? Virtual services. Uh-huh. And we're the same way. I mean, we started two weeks ago. I'm an Episcopal priest in addition to being the founder of Thistle Farms. And I preached about, really, the spiritual discipline of sharing your toilet paper. Oh. <laughs> because... It is, you know, so I was in the middle of a refugee camp in Mexico when they shut everything down. So 11 days ago, I was in the asylum seekers camp in Matamoros, Mexico. So we were there to um, figure out how we can help with economics, with creating some enterprises, with being advocates for women who had been trafficked, doing all of that work, and I saw that there was this huge line of um, porta potties and it was about the length of a basketball court. And what would have been mid court, there was a woman standing there with a little table, like she was a referee and she was handing out five sheets of toilet paper to every person. And I kept thinking like, we have all these political government to government arguments about immigration, all this huge stuff. And when you looked at that, it was like, but sometimes all you need is a little bit of toilet paper. Right. And families are struggling, and they're trying to figure it out. Mm. Well, then they said, we can't come back in the camp because we had flown. This was the same night. They said, you can't come back in. You flew, flew here, and you can be a risk of bringing the coronavirus to the camp. And so we flew out. And when I got here on Friday, I had already missed the whole run on toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, you know what? We could have used a referee like that beautiful saint standing mid court in the midst of that stench of porta potties, regulating it. And that's when I was like, I really do think when we share instead of hoard, yes. yes, there is plenty and we can do this work. Like when you're saying it's love work, it's the feet and the hands of Jesus. And that's when it was like, I am going to work on helping people share their TP <laughs> oh, as a, as my new lint. You know, I mean, who cares if I gave up chai lattes? Now it's time to share toilet paper. That's my new Lenten discipline. <laughs>
0: oh, man. And, you know, most of us living in the U.S., we have an abundance of everything. I mean, I could probably live out of my pantry if I had to for, if not, Months on end, weeks on end. You know, we have have such an abundance, but still our natural reaction is just to go get more, 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 instead of hitting pause and saying, man, I got enough. I need to be giving this away so that my neighbors, who really may be in need, have some toilet paper. It's mindset. We just have to
1: change the mindset. Well, here's the other thing, though. Here's what happens. This is what I've learned and over and over throughout the years when we started Thistle Farms, when we started, you know, three or four other not for profits around the world to work with women. What I've learned is that when you start sharing, there's more. It's not that there's less, yes. there's more. Yes. And I can't even talk about how, like, people were freaking out that we were starting to work with women who are survivors of horrific sexual violence in a refugee camp from the Syrian war. I mean, just awful stuff. And we started working with them. They're like, oh, my gosh, there's going to be a riot because there's not going to be enough. And I said, you know, women have been sitting around making things, you know, being justice enterprise women forever. Yes. And it's, it, it's a response to trauma for us to sit around and weave a blanket or have a sewing bee or whatever it mm-hmm. is. We've been doing that forever. Yes. And we tell stories. It'll be okay. There's not going to be a riot. There's not this mindset of too much scarcity. And I said, let's let our mantra be, no matter what, keep weaving. Like, just keep saying Mm -hmm. that. Like, Mm -hmm. in the face of war, in the face of trauma, in the face of refugees. Because, you know, there's a huge link between women, refugees, and human trafficking. Huge link for young women. Anyway, we kept weaving. And two years later, now there's 43 weavers in the camp. And there's five enterprises. And they supply buses for 1,800 people to go get their knees and see what, you know, in Athens. And they've started this this beautiful way of, well, the women, you know, once they started weaving, they started sharing their gifts. Because all of us want to be sharers. Yes. Refugees want to share things, too. Yes. yes. But once you start that mindset of, like, we're going to share, then it's like, oh, my gosh, you guys. There's so much more than we ever imagined here.
0: Right. And talk about in being in quarantine is when you're a refugee. I mean, most of us in America haven't really stopped to think about what that would really be like.
1: Yeah. I, th- I mean, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I think it's good to remember and it's good to remember. It's like these are really sweet times, too, when it means something yes. like to give small gifts, to leave them, obviously we can't see each other, but to leave a small gift for somebody at their door and just say, feel the love. That's it. Here's, here's a, here's an apple, a fresh apple. Yeah. Know that I'm sending you love. And That's you, it.
0: And you are not alone. You are, you are being thinking, yes. you know, I'm thinking about you today.
1: But I mean, back, I mean, even a month ago, it might've been embarrassing to um, leave a loaf of bread or a roll of toilet paper at your neighbor's house with a with a note that says you're not alone, yeah. they'd be like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> you know. But now it's like this act of God. It's like you know me in my need, and you're with me. Because if you ask people, if you just call people and say, "Is there anything I can get you?" All of us are going to say this. No, no, no. No, no, You're so sweet to ask. I'm good. Thank you. I'm so good. But when somebody leaves offerings of saying, this is hard. There is part of us that wants to hoard, but I want to give you something. Mm. You know, it changes changes the way people feel. It's radical. It's why Jesus Mm. always Mm -hmm. said, I want you to consider the grass and consider the lilies. He was in the middle of a revolution. And he knew, like, to consider this small, insignificant stuff was the revolution of our hearts. Oh, my gosh. Preach, sister.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Love, love, love. It's always the answer. Always, always. I agree. And we miss it. We get too, I don't know, too wrapped up and what doesn't matter of the, I guess it's of the world. You know, you watch the news for 10 minutes and you were guaranteed to be depressed and, and without hope, but we know better. Our hope does not come from the world.
1: Yes. And here's the other thing I know is that since the time of Job, when the question is how long, the answer has always been, I'm with you. Yes. It doesn't, like, however long this is, people are asking that Mm -hmm. so much. Is it like, okay, are we on two-week lockdown? Are we on a month-long lockdown? Do I still have to cancel my trip for this summer? I mean, there's a lot of fear. Yes. And I keep thinking, like, oh, my gosh, our loving, compassionate God keeps answering us. I am with you. Same as Joe. Through it all. I'm with you. I'm with you. So in some ways, it's okay for her. Whatever the answer is of how long this is, because love, God's presence, Jesus is always, always with us and we can get through it. Yes. So true. So true. And we just
0: we can't say that enough. We really can't, because the message uh-uh. is not getting through right now. And I worry about yeah. I worry about and I know you treat a lot of women who, <clears throat> who were once in addiction and now we're in recovery and that population yeah. itself is very vulnerable when you well, add isolation to it because you know the opposite opposite of addiction is not sobriety it's connection so I agree. We need to send so much love and intention to the, to those we know who are in recovery because this time of, of of that we're living in is it's just especially tough for them.
1: Well, let me tell you what people can do to help with that. So here's what I want to tell everybody. If you want to do something loving and compassionate, order soap online from Fistful Farms. Our online store is still going. Good. You know, good people yep. think they have to- Think people think they have to have antibacterial soap. You do not. This is not a bacteria we're fighting. Mm-hmm. What you have to do is clean your hands. And our soap and every CDC official in the world says soap is sufficient to clean your hands of the virus. You can order your soap that is made with love that has oh, yes. anti anti um, antifungal anti. Um, you know, germ, lavender in it mm. from Thistle Farms. Our shipping department is open. We are not short of this soap. That's something tangible you can do. And that yes. is a loving, kind act. The second thing I will say is that we are connecting with each other every single day. We have made a point of everybody's on the phone with each other in our community Um if they need to be, it's just an open zoom call at nine in the morning. Mm, Anybody that wants to call in so that no one is isolated in, as they're going through their recovery. So I just want to say to everybody out there, connect to somebody. If you, especially if you are in recovery or feeling alone, I mean, just go on our website, at thistle farms, we will have somebody call you. (laughs) Do not be alone in this time while you are alone. You know, the whole spiritual journey is a journey both about aloneness and connection. Those are both real things that we're all going through. Yes. So don't despair. Other people have gone through it and they've made it on all through their lives on the other side. And so we got this together alone, if that makes any sense. It totally makes sense.
0: <laughs> and this will pass. You know, this is, this is a temporary yes. situation we're in and people just need to look up and know that we're going to get through this and we're all in this together and and we just have to keep the the hope alive
1: absolutely absolutely I feel like you know people just every day need a beautiful little hope shot yes what you got for
0: me Becca give me some hope shots
1: yes you are a hope shot to everybody that's broadcasting it you are a lifeline to people. And I'm glad to be a part of it. The very, very saddest thing though, is that I have, just so you know, I have less than 10% of battery on my phone. I'm so scared it's going to (laughs) die. So if it dies to everybody out there, if my phone dies, I did not hang up. You know, I'm just once again, disconnecting. Okay. I had no idea my phone was so low. That's okay. We
0: can do it again sometime in the near future.
1: Yeah, we got all day, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, tell me something good that's happening at Thistle Farms.
1: Oh, my gosh. There's so much good news at Thistle Farms. We are building a new residence for women. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we already bought the land, and we have the two beautiful women architects who are Mm. working on a design that symbolizes recovery. Mm. It's going to be done in an environmentally friendly way. And we're going to welcome new women in. You know, Thistle Farms is a global movement for women's freedom. Mm. It started in Nashville 23 years ago. And we have been growing and growing. We have 50 sister communities. We have 30 global partners now. But we always have about 100 women on our waiting list. Mm. So what we're trying to do is both grow our national network, which now has 350 beds, but we also really need to grow it right here in Nashville, Tennessee. We have a beautiful sister community in Atlanta called Beloved. If anybody that's listening to you is right near there. Beloved.
0: Beloved. Love it. Oh my
1: gosh. And these but that's are really the best news. These are
0: free services, free treatment centers, correct? Yes.
1: Yeah, so they're two year resident. It's not a treatment center. They're two-year residential programs mm-hmm. offered to women who have histories of trafficking, addiction, and prostitution. They're offered at no cost, no authority of living in the house. These are residential homes. So women go out and get intensive outpatient care or education and training for computers or work. All of that is outside. What these 350 beds are are people's homes. That's it. They're your home for two years with no cost. And the idea is if women can find that sanctuary and that safe space, then all the other services can rally around them and do that work. Yes.
0: So amazing. So you st- you started with one house in Nashville in 1997. Uh, is that correct? And it was called Magdalene?
1: Yes. And then it became Thistle Farms when we started making bath and body care products. Okay. And tell me how you landed on the
0: Thistle as your symbol.
1: Well, it was really natural. It was crazy. It was like everywhere I went to go meet women who were on the streets, like in the alleys where they were turning tricks or sleeping or doing drugs, there was Thistle growing. And then when I went out to the women's prison to go visit and talk to women up through the chain link fence, there was thistle. Mm. And I was like, man, that's the last wildflower out there growing in these very, very bleak places for women. And that's when I was like, I'm going to call it thistle farms. And we're going to make stuff that's so healing for the body and freeing for the mind. And it'll be economically empowering for the women. Mm. And, you know, I kept thinking about, Um, how when Jesus was talking about the lilies and the birds of the air he said even Solomon in all his glory is not arrayed like one of these Mm. and that scripture came to me while I was looking at those beautiful purple thistles they are beautiful they're beautiful beautiful. even Solomon in all his glory is not arrayed like one of these and they're strong aren't they strong like like oh my gosh! And- Do you want to hear a crazy thing? Is that okay? So when we had the flood in Nashville, Tennessee, in 2010, mm-hmm. it was a week after we bought the building where we were going to manufacture everything for Thistle oh, Farms, gosh. and everything flooded. I mean, everything, mm-hmm. and the lot around the building was. Uh, It was like one of those mud pits that people try to crawl through to make the Olympics (laughs) or whatever it is. (laughs) Mud run. Yes. And the only thing growing out of that mud mash pit was a thistle. It can survive a flood, nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole earth moved and the thistle stayed. And then when I went to go visit the genocide in Rwanda back in 2008, so 12 years ago when we first started our global outreach to women, I went to the Genocide Museum and 250,000 people were buried. And on the edge all around where the memorial garden was, and they buried 258,000 people at this memorial. And all around the edge, thistles were growing. Isn't that crazy? Did you just weep when you saw that? I was like, how does it grow through rocks? Ugh. I mean, 250,000 people is like two and a half football stadiums Can't. of ashes and de- de- decomposed bodies. Mm. And through that, thistle was growing. And that's when I was just, well, yes, I wept. And I still weep because it's mm. like there's so much suffering. And there's so much love
0: Yes. and hope and God's and hope. promise, you know, that's, I believe he reaches down and communicates with us in ways that we don't even understand, especially if we're not paying attention and you're paying attention you know. and you are out there working and just, I'm just so thankful for, for people like you that are. You know, because it it started with your pain, right, Becca? Can you just tell us a little bit about the
1: genesis of your story? Well, my father was killed by a drunk driver when I was five years old. Oh, Lord. And he was a minister, and the guy that was running the church where my dad was the minister began to sexually abuse me. Um, um, I was almost six years old, and isn't it crazy? It's 50 years later. I'm talking about 50 years later, 56 years old, you know, I have, I have raised, I don't know, $55 million. I've started seven not-for-profit organizations. And still that is the tender part of the story. And so really what I want to say to everybody who has that history is that's always the tender part of the story. It's always the place that, um, brings us rightfully so, um, back to humility and courage. And for me, when, um, when I went through all that, um, and it went on for years, by the way, my last memory is I'm almost nine years old and it was started when I was six years old. So three years of it. And it was, and for most kids who go through that, that's like the first one is just the first one. There's always been at that point you have that. Internal mark on you, where other people prey on you. But anyway, um, you know, even after I got ordained, in my mind, I really had a lot more in common with the women who were walking the streets than the people um, that were pastors. Yeah. <laughs> I had more in common with the women. I understood how the word work world worked through their eyes more than the eyes of these professionals. yeah. And I honestly, I had so much gratitude. I had so much gratitude in my life. I had, I had an amazing mom. There were women in the church who were so kind to me, who forgave me so much. And that's why I started the program. It was like, I really want to give back for all the gratitude I had.
0: Did you have a chance for healing yourself? For sure.
1: For sure. I mean, my healing process, I mean, it's, again, you're talking a long time. You're talking decades, but in short, my healing process, um, you know, and I think, again, I want to say this to anybody out there who's sharing that story, is that it's different in every stage of your life. It's not like you're healed and you never go back. It's a journey that you continue to visit and grieve and draw strength from. Mm-hmm. So in other words, my healing process in my twenties was different than in my thirties than in my forties and now in my fifties. Yeah. Um, you know, but my healing process was everything from um, really doing this practical work of justice of, helping other people that is very healing for your own life. Mm -hmm. It's also, um, includes a lot of self-discipline. So, you know, I am a very self-disciplined person. I know exactly what I need to do to take care of myself. And I'm, I'm, you know, I covet that and I do that first because I know what I need for my peace of mind. And I go after it. Um, And then it's, you know, um, a religious practice of um, prayer and reading and loving all of those, you know, seven fruits of the spirit that we can exercise together. And then it's, you know, especially at the beginning, some really talented therapists who can walk you through the mental health parts of this and in a safe way. You know, I haven't always done um, therapy, but in my life, there was a time where I really needed it. Mm-hmm. And it, when I went through that process with, I mean, a trained therapist, you know, it was, it. they gave me some tools that got me through the next decade. Yeah,
0: definitely. Well... I've never had the privilege of visiting Thistle Farms, but it's definitely on my bucket list. And I've seen some of the videos with the women, and they are so beautiful and so amazing. Just tell me a little bit about the women you serve there, Becca.
1: Well, the women I serve have changed my life completely. Completely. Um, Starting with one of the first five residents, a woman named Regina, who became the National Education director she's probably helped 500 women come in off the streets and do this work you know i mean she taught me she taught me so much about trusting that the spirit will move in the right moment she taught me that she taught me that if we keep just doing the next right thing the board of directors and the money and all of that stuff will follow if we just keep doing the right thing she taught me that so many women keep teaching me about like you know Resurrection looks like all kinds of things. We should expect, but be surprised by at the same time that there'll be resurrection in our own lives. That was great news for me. We can expect and then be surprised by it because, you know, what I've learned through the women in the community of Thistle Farms is that when the spirit moves in our life, it's always a surprise. Mm. It is always more abundant, always more abundant than we expected. And that it changes us so that we can never go back to the way we were.
0: So good. And I, lo- I love the fact that you have industry built into your nonprofit for sustainability. I mean, that's such good business practice for, for the organization itself. But then also to be able to, to create meaningful work for the women that are there. Let's talk a little bit about how important that is for those women to be crafting those beautiful soaps and lotions and how that heals them by doing meaningful work
1: well I just want to say that I never did this company you know for women I did it with women survivors sure so that it's not just that the women are creating the products they're also the head of marketing they're also the head of sales they're also the head of logistics they're also the head of manufacturing you know There are so many jobs where the management has um, become graduates of the program that then train and do all this work with slash for other women too. Mm. So Thistle Farms has grown exponentially and continues to grow exponentially because of the leadership of women survivors. It's not that we grow and then help women survivors. The women survivors have been the reason it has grown. And I just never want to forget that. Yes. Um, I never want to forget the debt all of us owe to to the women who have come through the program and grown that company. But it's so important, partly because I think it helps just get time under your belt when you're in recovery from trauma, from drugs, from the streets, from prison, all of those things to be busy. That is a helpful mm-hmm. thing. Definitely. And, and so, uh, thistle farms is a place where you can get busy. The second thing is you want, like all of us do, you want to feel like your life has meaning and purpose. And when you're a part of the Thistle farms community and you're creating these products, It's like, oh, my gosh, I am healing people. I am a part of something big. And I have so much meaning and purpose in my life, whether I'm making a candle or a body bomb, Mm -hmm. anything like that. And then finally, I think we all want to be more economically independent so that, like, we can take care of our children or we can have dreams about the future and, you know, make decisions on our own. We don't have to go back to dangerous relationships to find a way out. And Thistle farms offers people economic independence. Mm. You know, we have pension it's plans, huge. we have vacations, we have all those things. So amazing. You know, we're paying every single woman who is um, furloughed right now for coronavirus. Mm. Their their job is not in jeopardy. Uh, they wow. are safe because they are in this community.
0: Are y'all? in quarantine as well? Are you still able to to continue any type of business operations? You mentioned the shipping is still. We are,
1: we are, yeah. So we have, at Fiscal Farms, we have shut down our retail shops. We have shut down the cafe. We have kept manufacturing all the essential items for Corona. In other words, all the candles that might be disinfected, all the soaps that might be disinfected, all the immunity oils that are disinfected. And we are doing shipping still. So there's parts of us that follow the category of what is essential, and we are we are relishing in that. And the rest of us are going, you know, keep going. We love you on the sidelines. That is awesome.
0: So tell me, I, I think I read where Jay and Catherine Wolf and their Hope Heals Camp. The oil that they use for anointing, I understand, comes from Thistle Farms. What exactly is that? Do you do you know off the top
1: of your head? Which oil they use? I don't know particularly which oil they use. We, we make about five separate blends of oil, mm-hmm. and they're all made with pure essential oils and then a carrier oil. And the idea behind that was that all the women that I have ever served in the last 23 years of doing this work have all experienced sexual assault 100% onto their bodies. And, and I knew as a minister, what I really wanted to do was create things that were lavishing for our bodies and lavishing for other people's bodies that were reminders of healing. You know, there's 425 scriptures about essential oils in in the Bible. Oh, really? Cool. Mm-hmm. And every time it's this idea of like, I'm just going to pour this on the body. I'm going to celebrate on the body. You know, it's such that thing. Somebody's going to be king. Go get the oil. Somebody's yes. going to birth. Go get the oil. Somebody's dead. Go get the oil. Somebody's really, really sorry. Go get the oils. And so that was why we did it. And I love that they're using it at the camp yes. with with youth. Yeah. Are they using it with youth? They're using
0: it with people of, so their camp serves people with disabilities of all ages.
1: So, mm.
0: yeah, yeah, it's people with physical disabilities that are getting anointed with your oil. How cool is that?
1: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful.
0: And um, I love, I, you know, let's bring that practice back of anointing each other with oil. How
1: beautiful and symbolic is that i love that. i know I really we need to, to do it that. well when you come to nashville and you make your pilgrimage your spiritual pilgrimage is here i will make oils with you and we can do it on your next podcast sometime oh my gosh let's do that and seriously, out. I will do that with
0: you for sure. For okay, sure. okay, it it is totally a date. Okay, one couple more questions. I know your your battery. Okay. Mm-hmm. power is. Quicker. I mean,
1: I'm down. Let me tell you what I'm down to, just so you know. Okay, I, you just won't even show me. That's how low I am. Okay, it, you probably. I bet you got a minute and a half.
0: Okay, I close us out with love heals. What what that means to you, and how how that's in play at Thistle Farms.
1: So love heals to me is the biggest mantra of my life. It symbolizes everything I believe in two words. It is the essence of who our creator God is. And it's the essence of the work that we are supposed to do with one another in this world. Mm. Love heals. It's how we give. It's how we receive. It is how we make our way back home to God. That's amazing. So if people
0: would like to connect with you and your amazing organization, tell us how, how they can
1: find you. It's easy to find us with thistlefarms.org. Just go on the website, thistlefarms.org, and you'll find all of us and all your needs right there. Oh, yeah.
0: Let's buy some soap and some oil, people, and support this amazing organization. Becca Stevens, I can't wait to have another conversation with you. This has just been amazing keep up the great work keep reaching keep loving those women and you're just just keep shining sister love 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 bye bye talk soon thank you so much to my guest becca stevens for appearing on the relevate podcast y'all Go visit their website and buy some of the products. That's a great way to support the mission and get some really beautiful and fabulous products. I had an order arrive yesterday with some essential oils that are seriously heavenly and some lavender body butter that is, it is so good. So to connect with them, the website is ThistleFarms.org. Y'all stay safe and be well and keep listening and loving on each other. I'm Rena Olson, and this is Relevate.